great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast. This week I have Dominic Bogarts on here. Dominic, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for uh, coming out to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. How's uh, how's everything going with you and your end? They're good. I'm out on the West Coast. We just had the uh, heat wave and uh, it was 105 degrees for about six days straight in the San Fernando Valley here. So I'm still recovering from that. Which means I didn't work out for, I haven't worked out for a couple of weeks. I have tried to just not move around. Yeah. I mean, so that's what we're doing over here in the West Coast. Yeah. What part of, uh, LA, are you in LA? I am. I'm in, uh, I'm in the Valley. I'm just over the hill from Hollywood in the Walk of Fame in, uh, uh, uh the North Hollywood Arts District okay. where I live. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Pretty centrally located. There's a lot of a lot of studios in the valley as well as in the, in LA proper. Mm. But uh, it's a it's been home for the past decade. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about uh tell the listeners uh where you're from. I'm originally from uh, rural Ohio. Um, grew up in uh, West Central Ohio on a thoroughbred horse farm in. Uh, that's where I'm from, I guess, uh, the heartland, yeah. in a way. Uh, I have a, spent some time in New York. I, basically, I went to college for acting, and I studied at Cincinnati Conservatory, followed my two older brothers there, and then I followed them to New York City, where we, where I lived for about five years doing theater. And, um, and then I eventually, after doing some tours and um, a lot of regional theater, including and also uh theater in the city i decided to move out west and try my hand at uh tv and film acting yeah. uh how was how was it growing up in ohio uh it was great and um in a lot of ways it was you know i guess a kind of a simpler place yeah uh, not a, not a lot to do so the things that you did have you uh at least the people i was around we um we focused hard and worked hard i i um had a, a you know a, like an 18 year obsession with sports and football and I I kind of uh, let that go by the wayside after 20 years of focusing on that I, I was like oh there's got to be something more to this world um, however I loved it I learned a ton um, competing in sports and uh, I don't know I grew up uh, on a farm like I said so yeah you know. Were you doing a lot, of, big doing a lot of hard work and yeah. working construction. Doing a lot of factory work. Uh, started working when I was twelve in my uncle's steel shop. So um, I don't know. I think it was a good, uh, it was a good upbringing uh, yeah. coming out of that small sort of small town rural life. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. A little hard work doesn't hurt anybody. No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, were you a big Buckeyes fan coming out of Ohio? Yeah, you know, and I, I still am just because it's easy to be a Buckeye 
Giants fan because they're always good, to, especially at football. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I was a Buckeyes fan. I guess Notre Dame as well. And had a had a um, sort of big following where I was from. So I, I was down with those two teams. Yeah. Definitely call. I definitely got a handful of Buckeyes shirts, and hats hanging here on the wall. So uh, after you, you know, uh, where did you go to college? I went to the University of Cincinnati, um, Conservatory of Music. I studied theater there. They got a really, really great theater program, and um, it, it's, uh, it's it's a really old, established program. It's continued to grow, and I uh, got a lot of amazing opportunities while I was there. It's you know, uh, fully mounted Shakespearean plays and musicals and uh i did uh i guess my big role was uh playing tom Joad in the grapes of wrath while i was there as it was my senior show yeah. and um I, I even played football for the bearcats for a couple of months and um realized that i wasn't able to burn the candle at both ends um because they had such a rigorous tr- theater training program but um it was a great school. It was a nice school. It's got about 45,000 students. So, it's, yeah, I got the college experience somewhat. I didn't do much too much partying while I was there. It was too, but um, I, I really loved it. I've gone back a couple of times to visit, and um, they're still churning out, like, some really well-trained actors. Yeah. Um, so after college, you decided to move to New York after that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I just, I basically, um, you know, did everything I was told to do. Um, I, I did my senior showcase. I uh, brought it to New York. Um, I landed, luckily landed an agent. So I, I, uh, stayed in New York right after that and slept on my brother's couch for a few months. And, and um, after a short stint as a bellhop, I went and, uh, I got a gig tour in the, the States and the national tour of Rent. And um, so I did start off doing musicals and, uh, you know, did, did some plays here and there in the city. And then I mean, New York life was interesting because for, for an actor, because uh, it's this was, yeah, 10, 15 years ago. I moved there, but it was like a um, you get, you know, you're clawing and scratching for any kind of gig just to get your feet wet and to to be able to do theater in these, you know, regional theater all over the country and grab a, an opportunity to go off and work for a couple of months or you come back to New York and you got to scramble to get your job back or get another job. And, yeah. um, and that was a, that was a time of great hustle how and many, you had to really want to do mm-hmm. it if you're going to do it. So how many years did you do rent? Uh, I did it for a little under a year. I was on tour with the, with the company, I played Mark, the narrator and filmmaker character of the of the show, and it was um, it was amazing. I'd been listening to that show for because I have older brothers that are in the uh, the business. I knew of the show when I was in high school, and so I was like exercising my vocals and stuff while listening to that soundtrack. I guess like a lot of young people are doing with say Hamilton these days. I was doing that with Rent. And um, I also had a uh, sort of a, a bent toward rock music and rock uh, rock like vocals. So I 
I uh, took to that really well, and I I just got an opportunity. They were throwing up a new uh, touring company, and I yeah. I got lucky, and I had time of my life on it. So, yeah. and cool. I, you were also in the Jersey Boys. I was in Jersey Boys in uh, yeah in San Francisco and in Chicago for a couple of years. Yeah. How was it doing that one? It was great. Just like Ren, it was one of those shows that's um, it's just got a great recipe. At the end of the show, everybody just you know leaps up to their feet. Um, they they love the music. Uh, the the story is universal. For Jersey Boys, the music I I mean doing a show and doing the same track you know, hundreds of times after a couple of years. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know that I, I can do a show that many times and not get tired of it, not have it go stale on me. But Jersey boys, the music never went stale. I've always grown up listening to the oldies or the classic rock stations, hearing Frankie Valley in the four seasons was, you know, that was just like, in a way it was, there was something that was sort of tied to, those vocals and those harmonies that, and um, this, the newer rock that I was listening to, like back in the nineties, it was Guns N' Roses and trying to emulate yeah. uh, acrobatics, the vocal acrobatics of like Axl Rose or Lane Staley and Frankie Valley is the same way. He mixes and does all kinds of crazy things in, in, in his music. And um, how the guy's still doing it. Yeah. I don't know how old he is. He's probably pushing 80 or something and he's i saw him about 10 years ago i saw him perform and he was singing everything in the original keys it was madness yeah um you're also in a band right i was in a i was in a band in a, a film that was about a uh, was a fictional um drama about a, a character who is dealing with grief it's called a i am not a hipster okay. film and it played Sundance in 2012. And the, and the greatest thing about this, being a, a musician, uh, was being able to kind of uh, meld the two music and storytelling in film. And so what we did was we put together uh, with uh, the creators and the composer, we put together a, a band called Canines. We released and we, we recorded a full album had it engineered, had it uh, mastered, and then released it online like the guy in the story does. And then we shot the film. And and as we were filming, we were doing live performances. And and, um, and then once it, just a couple of months after rapping, we were premiering at Sundance. We were performing throughout the Sundance Film Festival as well as uh, the rest of that year. Um, through the festival circuit, so it was like a nice sort of tour of the music. Yeah. So um, because the festivals would call us up, coming, you know, being amenity to our fest, and yeah. we'll fly you out, and you guys just play for us wherever we put you. So it's great. The Man Cave Chronicles on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Adam Nutter, and this is Greg Trout. Come check out our podcast, Nerds with Words. Adam and I talk about pop culture, comedy, comic books, movies, conspiracies. We're both comedians and we might make you laugh. Every week we welcome a guest from the entire spectrum of pop culture and science and comedy. You can follow us on Twitter at Nerds with Words 1. 
Hey guys, Brian Padone here, founder of Quiet Punch. When I'm not listening to the Man Cave Chronicles, you can catch me filming one of my live workouts on quietpunch.com. Check it out today. That's quietpunch.com. So after your five years in New York, you decided to, it was time to move to L.A.? Yeah, no, I think that there's a, because there you know there are options. There are options like there's the option of you know trying your hand at musical theater and straight theater you know on the boards, and then doing small theater in Los Angeles, and then uh, you know different places where you can get noticed or seen or just do something you want to work on because you're passionate about it. The thing, the thing with um, moving to Los Angeles, it was just one of those deals where I was like. I, I, toured i've done theater in new york i've done lots of regional theater it's, it's a kind of hustle i want to try a different kind and i also thought that i was getting some feedback from casting directors and different directors that um and agents that i that i should come out west and that maybe my sensibilities would play better to the camera yeah and then uh, i came out here and did some um started been doing a lot of shorts, a lot of student films to build up my reel and to and to uh, just get some experience on sets and and then because uh, back then they weren't they weren't making a ton of TV or film in New York like they are now, but um, yeah and so as, as soon as I started to get get a role going I got I booked some theater which took me away I went down to San Diego worked at the Playhouse and uh, La Jolla Playhouse a couple of times and then I. I got this Jersey Boys gig, so I went back to the theater for a couple of years, lived out of town, and I came back with a newfound sort of uh, uh, passion after doing a lot of studying, watching a ton of films, and just educating myself on it. And then I, you know, landed in some really good classes and just started working really hard. And then the uh, the sort of indie film world started to catch wind of me and different performances on different films that were coming out in different festivals like Sundance and South by Southwest. And so I just continued to kind of ride that wave where I've, I've, that's sort of been my bread and butter. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, for that, for that in the last, in, within the last couple of years, I've been getting some TV spots. And so I'm excited to kind of touch on that. And, yeah. uh, I also had a couple of commercial, I've uh, been in a couple of commercial films in the past two years, so it's nice to kind of start stepping up the ladder slowly but surely. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, uh, you know, you're putting your work in. Eventually, you're gonna, you know, keep get keep doing your thing, and you'll go up there. Like, uh, Oops. Hopefully, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, from what I read, that you were on Flash Forward. You were also, you're also on the Chris Rock show. Yeah. How was it on the Chris Rock show? It was it was interesting, you know. You have this, especially with somebody who's such a huge, iconic uh, figure in comedy like Chris Rock. You expect, what am I going in? You know, how, how, what am I going to expect here? You know, he's yeah. got a much much uh, more extroverted personality than I do, which was, you know, at least what I had known of him from watching interviews and watching his shows and watching his stand up shows, etc. But but he was really just at work, focused honing his energies, uh, conserving it. And then, um, I was on, I did this really cool sketch, um, on there. Uh, this was many years ago. This is this thing where, uh, they did a sketch on Halle Berry because she, she had had this hit and run. And then later when the cops, uh, chased her down, she said she didn't remember she had, you know, 
momentary amnesia or something. So he he decided to um, unleash the claws on her with that. And he did this sketch called re, uh, called uh, Halle Berry 911. And um, so I, I just played this kind of Keanu uh, Reeves type of um, dimwit who's just you know got a hit, got hit and run by Halle Berry, but thought it was awesome that it was. Halle Berry yeah. because she's you know Halle Berry yeah. and um, yeah it, was, it made it onto the, the the greatest hits of the Chris Rock show and it was fun that was a fun little uh, sketch to do yeah. it was great uh-huh. to kind of rub elbows sort of the Saturday Night Live types yeah. so uh, you had a movie that just uh, that you had a role in that came out this past August yeah it's still playing in theaters it's called The Glass Castle it, and you were uh, opposite of Brie Larson right yeah, yeah, I've got a, a handful of scenes with Bree and Woody Harrelson, and um, it's uh, it was it was just like Chris Rock. It was awesome to be on um, on set with these with these uh, amazing actors. That have, you know, with Bree, she's kind of new. Um, I've been watching her for a couple of years because she's young, and but she's just a wonderful, um, powerful actress. And then Woody, I think this is his best performance in my opinion um, that I've ever seen I, I just think it's a perfect role for him uh, as, as, a, as a father and this, uh, as, a, as a very um, kind of polarizing father figure who's, who's got uh, many children and he, he, he I'm sure like in his real life he's a he's an unconventional dad yeah. and uh, a lot of in this story in this uh memoir of the story this uh, character is uh, an alcoholic but also he, he uh, has this talent for teaching his his children how to grow up um, with creative insights and dreams um, and hope and uh, and so it's a really interesting uh, film uh, how long were you on set for I was out there for about a week I, we went up to Montreal to shoot first time in Canada. Um, I loved it. It was a, it was an interesting experience. I, I got on the film because a, f- a friend of mine uh, was the writer and director, and he uh, we had we had come up in the ranks, like you're saying. I did when I first moved to LA. I, I was the lead in his graduate thesis film, and then. Um, Later on, we did several shorts, and eventually made our. We made our. He, I was in his first uh, feature, which is I'm Not a Hipster, and it played Sundance. And um, the Glass Castle was his third feature in his first studio film, and so uh, he sort of helped me get into the door, and then we put together a reel of my of uh, my footage from previous films, and then we sent it along to the studio, and they gave us a go ahead. So, uh, somehow I snuck into the party. Yeah. So I'm sure you were very excited about this role. I was. I, I mean, I'm getting the... I'm, I'm starting to develop a, a niche, I guess, for playing these these kind of grimy characters who, with heart. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, and I don't give anything away about the story, but it's but and, and what happens. But I come in in a, in a time when 
Bree's uh, character is is um, finding a, a deep connection with her dad, while at the same time ready to fly the coop, and um, and so we have this nice connection that uh, nice and not so nice connection between us that uh, is important for her and uh, yeah. sort of taking the next step into womanhood. And then finally, uh, I mean, everybody's excited about this show. I mean, you have The Walking Dead coming up, but you have a guest uh, appearance on The Fear of the Walking Dead. How was that? Oh, it was great. It was great. I, I was um, I was in uh, Mexico, just a, a bit south of Tijuana, shooting um, in this, this beautiful area. And uh, uh, Fear of the Walking Dead is... Is, uh, it's really interesting because you go down there and uh, I'd say about three quarters of the crew is, is local from uh, Mexico and then and then uh, it's, they work their asses off for I think eight months per season and then they uh, shootings like crazy hours 12 16 hour days and then they and it's the where we were shooting it was off-road you had to use off-road vehicles to get there Um I mean, it's, this is already aired, so people know about this. But it was, uh, it was uh, kind of a unforgiving territory in a lot of the shoots. Um, the, my particular sequence of episodes that I'm in, they take place on a sort of a an end days type of compound out in sort of the, these deserted mountains um, that are near the border, and. Uh, it was really cool. I mean, this everybody from you know the extras on up. Everybody's working their asses off, and it was uh, yeah. it, it was cool. It was it was a fun experience. And once again, I went out of the country to shoot. Yeah. So that and and then um, just recently, I'm I'm uh, on this. I'm gonna be on this show. This is recurring on this show called Arrow. It's on the CW. Yeah, that's one of, my, uh, one of my favorite shows. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, I got this great, great role. That's um, it's gonna be in the premiere episode of this coming season, and that uh, that will be on October twelfth. Okay. And uh, I'm really stoked about that. Once again, I went to Canada to shoot that. I'd never been to Vancouver. It was just it was such such a rad city, and um, but really fun to jump into that superhero world as well. Have a question for the Man Cave Chronicles? Tweet them now at the MCC Podcast. Rotoware.com. Rotoware. Big shout out to the Rotoware uh, company. It's so goddamn comfortable. Can't recommend them enough, man. Yeah. High quality t shirts. Shout out to Rotoware.com. You see me rocking the shirts on the videos and stuff like that. Where'd you get that? Rotoware. That is courtesy of Rotoware. It's just it's just the highest quality of shirts. Yeah, I really like the baseball designs you got here. The shirt is beautiful. Everybody who I've talked to who has the shirt basically says they can't believe how good the quality is. Yeah, kid, I've seen you've been getting a lot of love. You said you've been only running for a little over a month. I- CBS guys are tweeting out shirts. I'm seeing fantasy personalities everywhere digging this guy's shirt. I love the Run DFS shirt. It comes with the baseball cards with all the different shirts on it. Rotoware on Twitter. Check out rotoware.com. Oh my God. Is this, is this shirt making love to me right now? Like, what's going on? I love this shirt. This is John Poveromo, and you're listening to the Man Cave Chronicles. Yeah. How was it working with, like, uh, Stephen Mel and the cast of Arrow? 
They were awesome. The first the first shot that I had, I was they were doing. Um, I mean, they do this more and more nowadays with technology and cameras and such. They would have had the uh, the drones uh, with the cameras latched onto the bottom of the drone, and they they get these great drone shots. But they they were doing one in the middle of a scene where there's talking and there's fighting, and whoever was driving and controlling this remotely, this drone with these, it was, a, it was kind of a big one. Um, it was, it was about as big as a man, this drone. And it was, uh, it just came right after me. Yeah. I don't know if the guy hit the forward button a little too hard, but this, this big drone with these huge propellers on it came at my head and I was locked into this position where I couldn't move. And Steven just, he made the effort to jump up like 10 feet in the air and, uh, swatted this massive drone that's he and he kind of saved me yeah. and they had some choice words for the people who were <laughs> flying flying thing, but, yeah but it was it was cool really really uh friendly cast yeah and, um sitting down at the table read i realized how how really good all the series regulars are at their jobs you know they they hit the beats the drama beats as well as the comedic beats like you know, they've been doing it. Most of them have been on the show for several seasons, and they're just they're just damn good at their jobs. And I uh, I had a good time like being around um, that and learning from it yeah. because I hadn't I haven't been on a other than Fear the Walking Dead. I hadn't been on a television show that that felt that sort of uh, you know well tuned. Yeah. And, um, and uh, as we were shooting, it was just. It was a comfortable thing. The crew was awesome, and uh, there's a lot of really interesting uh, plot lines going on this season, this upcoming season for that show. So it's a uh, it's gonna be exciting. I'm I'm in it um, for well, I'm recurring, so I'll be I'll be in the show uh, hopefully uh, throughout the season, but uh, that remains to be seen. Yeah. Can you tell us about the character you're playing? I I don't think I can okay. actually. I figured I would ask. <laughs> I know, I know. I wish, wish I could, but, but I'm really excited about it because it's like, like I said before, I've been kind of honing in, cultivating my uh, my uh, ability of playing these uh, these wily, sort of dangerous uh, characters, grimy characters, and so to be able to do that on a show like that. In a way, a lot of the main characters are straight men. Playing, and then and then these you know whether it's episode or it's you know a regular villain that comes in on the show they're playing off of that straight man dynamic and it, and it makes it a lot of fun for the villains that come in into the picture so mm. i'm uh i had a, i had a really good time with that it was like both falling off a log and and also just chewing on the scenery uh type of situation so i, I was i was really excited to do that and then stoked to get back there and get back to Canada to do it again yeah that's awesome I mean uh, I didn't I didn't know I didn't know that about you so that was that's great to hear that I mean it's a good show yeah if you I like mean, the show I think you're gonna dig it it's yeah. gotten they've been saying is it's just gotten bigger one of the main things about that was the first episode I'm on it, it was directed by um, uh, the guy who's been uh, sort of heading up the uh, fight uh, coordination for the film. He, he brings for the show, and he brings for the past several seasons, and he brings in all of his local talent. 
talent, so he knows where to pull from. Yeah. And he, you know, and the fighting on it is ridiculous. Like the fighting on set is amazing, and you know, it's like in every scene that I'm in, there's stuff blowing up. And, yeah. and that was one of the main things for this. They're like we're going bigger um, and better in this season with uh, all of the effects and the, just yeah. the guns and the stuff that's going off all over. Although I, I think they're getting pretty, pretty deep with the, the sort of drama with the main characters as well. So there's a lot of challenging content that's going to be in this next season. Yeah. Did you do any 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 of the stunts yourself, or? Well, that's a, that's the thing. I mean, I always thought because you know I grew up as an athlete and I grew up, um, uh, you know, riding racehorses and. Um, even had a stint in, in a film two years back where I was riding bulls. I always figured, oh, I'll do my own stunts. No, I don't need that guy to come in here. But the interesting thing is you can't really tell. And, and you also, not that I don't totally respect actors that do their own stunts, but it's that, uh, you know, there's a job out there that they're, they're designating this particular yeah. scene is going to have, um, you know, these explosives or this kind of martial arts or this, this kind of pratfall or whatnot i think it's good that there are guys out there that you know there's a job for them to do exactly so um, i'm not too proud to sit that out when they're doing something awesome i like that i like to watch anyway so yeah uh, that's awesome can't wait to, to watch it looking forward to it cool. um is there any other projects that you're working on you'll be on soon well i got a bunch of them that are uh you know, heating up. Um, I've got a film called Butterfly Caught that I played a a uh, supporting role in of a drug dealer, go figure, an addict and a drug dealer, and uh, that's going to premiere at the San Diego International Film Festival this coming month. And uh, I'm excited to go and uh, support that film and um, share it. It's a story like a lot of people know. It's a story about. Um, young aspiring actors that move to Los Angeles and get themselves uh, tangled up and lots of uh, nefarious doings and um, I've seen that happen to a lot of actors, to a lot of friends, a lot of people in the industry. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of parasitic uh, entities out, out here and um, somebody's making a movie about it and, it and it turned out really really well. It's a really strong story and there's a lot of unknowns in the film but it's uh, really strong talents really great actors this guy named um uh, and, and then they, uh, the directing is really strong so i'm stoked to uh, to uh, have that film release i know it's going to play the film festival circuit for a while but uh yeah butterfly caught right, check that out when it comes out um is there anything else you want to tell the listeners before we uh end the show no, I don't think so. Just thanks for having me, man. Keep oh. doing what you're doing. I see that you got a very um, group of uh, different talents and and uh, different entrepreneurs that are on your show, and yeah, you just keep killing. Yeah, it. that's what I'm doing, dude. Grinding this podcast tonight. Yeah, I like to have different, you know, variety of guests on. You know, comedians. You know, like I said, you uh, actors. You know, everybody has a story to tell. That's my motto. Yeah. Definitely, and I, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. All right, uh, thanks for uh, coming on, and uh, I hope you, you know, hope you come back on again soon and talk about other projects. Well, I appreciate that. I'd love to. All right, thank you.